0: Titans fans, Tyler Rowland here, host of the Locked on Titans podcast. Hope you guys are having a happy draft day. With it being draft day, it is time again for my annual first round mock draft. I go through all 32 picks predicting what I think will happen. Now, last year was the first time that I was able to release my mock draft on the show feed, and you guys really enjoyed it. So, of course, I am back this year to reveal my first round mock draft to you guys. I've actually been doing my own mock draft and publishing it out to the public for five years now. It's crazy how the time is gone, but I'm very excited to reveal my 2021 mock draft to you guys today. It is going to be a books on tape version. I'm going to read through my mock draft, but I'll also be posting my official mock draft Pick by pick on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Also, get the full mock draft with all my pick descriptions on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod or just by searching Locked On Titans. But with that said, let's dive into the 2021 Locked On Titans mock draft by me. Tyler Rowland. Pick number one, Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence quarterback Clemson. My yearly mock draft starts off with no surprises. This is probably the easiest three points I'll ever get in a mock. Just for reference, the industry grading system awards one point for having a player in the first round and an additional two points for matching player to team. So you could get a total of 96 points if you had a perfect mock draft. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck. He brought Urban Meyer out of retirement. I hope he sucks, but he won't. Pick number two, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson- quarterback out of Brigham Young. Justin Fields is my QB too, and he should be the pick here. However, Wilson has insane arm talent and can make off-platform, off-schedule throws that send GMs into a psychedelic trance. There are concerns about durability with Wilson. He is slight and had incredible protection in college that certainly won't be replicated in New York. All of that is to say this, whether I think Wilson should be the pick or not, he will be. Pick number three, the San Francisco 49ers select Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. I hate myself for this. The moment the 49ers traded up to pick three, I swore it would not be for Jones, and I would not mock it that way. I mean, it can't be Mac Jones, right? Well, folks, I believe it is. Shanahan in recent days has crushed Jimmy G and intimated that they want a starting quarterback at three. All of that smells like Mac. I just don't get it. He's a Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, in a space dominated by Mahomeses, Rodgers, Watsons, and Allens of the world. This reeks of Trubisky with Lance and Fields on the board. This move will follow Shanahan for the rest of his life, for better or worse. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. This is a classic GM head coach standoff. The new head coach, Arthur Smith, I miss you sweet prince will take a player who can help win immediately, while the GM, Terry Fontenot, will consider quarterback with an eye on the future. Ultimately, this tie is broken by owner Arthur Blank. Blank is one of the older owners in the league and got a taste of a Super Bowl in the infamous 28-3 game. He will want to win quickly. The pick will be Pitts, even if he doesn't think so. Pitts said in an interview Tuesday he thinks the first four picks will be quarterbacks, but I'm going to bet that he is wrong. Pick number five, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Louisiana State. Reunited and it feels so good. The Bengals fan base is incredibly divided on this pick. Yes, there is good offensive line depth in this draft, and since he can get a solid lineman in round two, but Burrow's knee looks like a bad welding job coming off ACL surgery. He might be good enough to elevate this team, but not from the sidelines. Chase is a great prospect, who I think will do great, but Sewell looks like a multiple Pro Bowl level guy as well. They could go either way, and I won't blame them but I think it is Chase. This also puts Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins in their rightful roles as wide receiver 2 and 3, respectively. Pick number 6, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, Alabama. Honestly, I think Miami miscalculated. I think Miami was banking on Sewell going at 5 or 4 quarterbacks going off the board first, leaving them one of Pitts or Chase. That didn't happen. Now, could the Dolphins trade back again for a qb needy team coming up? Maybe, but I don't think they find a dance partner and ultimately settle on Waddle, the most explosive playmaker in the draft. Tua is going to need a great roster around him. He is a trailer that needs to be pulled by his roster, not a tractor who can elevate them. They need to surround him with as much help as possible to disguise how big of a mistake selecting him above Justin Herbert was. Waddle can turn a short pass into a paint job with ease. He can help Hawaiian Andy Dalton immediately. Pick number seven, our first big Day of trade. The New England Patriots come up to pick number seven and select Justin Fields' quarterback Ohio State boom. I went back and forth on whether or not the Patriots would do this, but it makes too much sense. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are obviously scorned by Tom Brady's success in the bay. The spending in free agency was a sign the Patriots are committed to getting back to the playoffs, and this move helps them do that possibly this year and in the future. Fields is deadly accurate and has mobility to go with it. Some compare him to current Pats quarterback Cam Newton, but that is a stretch to me because Fields doesn't run as often, but with the ability, Belichick will max Maximize his talents. The Patriots give up pick 15, a 2021 third, and a 2021 sixth, along with a 2022 second to move up from 15 to seven. Pick number eight, the Carolina Panthers select Penny Sewell, offensive tackle out of Oregon. The Panthers reportedly want a trade back, but with the Lions already allowing Fields to come off the board with a trade out, the demand isn't there for Lance for Carolina to be able to move back. All indications are the Panthers want to go defense. However, Taylor Motton is on a franchise tag at right tackle, and Greg Little is not a quality starting left tackle. So, with Sewell unexpectedly on the board, the Panthers change course and give Sam Darnold a chance to actually succeed. Pick number nine, the Denver Broncos Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. I believe the Broncos wanted Justin Fields but weren't willing to trade up to get him. New GM George Patton won't take his big swing in year one. This will get one more look at Drew Locke with an improved line and full complement of weapons. If it doesn't work, they will have Teddy Bridgewater to plug in and salvage the season. The Broncos may seem to have the tackle spot locked up, but I could see them cutting bait with Juwan James next offseason to free up cap space and slide Slater to tackle after having him at guard in his rookie year. If Fields falls here, I think he is the pick. Pick number 10, the Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertan Jr., cornerback out of Alabama. Well, I'm officially old, folks. Some of my favorite players growing up are sending their children into the league. Poor one out for my youth. As for Junior, he is a consistent technician who can play any coverage and compete against any receiver. At 6'2", he's big and long. Everything you want in a corner. The Cowboys' defense was abysmal last season and has to be their primary focus in the draft, especially at pick 10. They could go pass rusher, but I think Sertan is a better overall player than any of the defensive linemen. Pick number 11, the New York Giants select Quitty Pay, edge rusher out of Michigan. Pay didn't produce at a high level and has some flaws. He needs to work on his pass rush moves and refine his technique. He wins with motor and effort right now, but I would rather have to coach the technique than the motor. Giants general manager Dave Gettleman historically loves drafting the trenches, or quote-unquote hog mollies as he likes to call them. I have heard connections to Micah Parsons and Devontae Smith, but no way Gettleman passes on his pick of pass rushers, and the Giants sorely need Pick number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles select... Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. The Eagles have to jump for joy if the board plays out like this. They trade back from 6 to 12, pick up extra draft ammo, and get a player they may have taken at pick 6. Smith is dropping a bit due to his weight. He came in at under 170 pounds. That's tiny for the league. I prefer Waddle and Chase, as teams did in my mock, but Smith is still a stud with elite press releases, crispy routes, and great ball skills, and the Eagles have to get Jalen Hurts or Mr. History QB 2022 more help. Yes, I know they need corner, and I know they drafted Jalen Rager in the first round last year, but you can't pass up on a prospect like Smitty this far down at a position of need. If they do, it'll be for JC Horn. Pick number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers select J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. Speaking of J.C. Horn, he comes off the board next. It is my belief that the Chargers need help at offensive tackle. Trey Pipkins ain't it, but rumors are pointing to the Chargers actually being content with Pipkins at left tackle for now. Instead, the Chargers appeased their new head coach, Brandon Staley, who was formerly the defensive coordinator for the Rams, by getting him a long press man corner for his defense. Horn will play the Jalen Ramsey role, and while he isn't quite as big as Ramsey, he plays with a similar amount of moxie. The Chargers cut Casey Hayward earlier in the offseason and did not add a suitable replacement in free agency. This is the perfect fit for the Chargers. Los Angeles also has nine picks in the draft, so I could also see them trading back into the first to add that tackle if they don't hear. Pick number 14, the Minnesota Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker, interior offensive lineman, Southern California. This pick could go three ways in my opinion. Elijah Vera Tucker, Christian Derasaw, or Jalen Phillips. Mike Zimmer loves his edge rushers, but the Vikings offensive line is the worst in the league. They have a guy named Rashad Hill at left tackle. Insert Snoop Dogg who gif? Vera Tucker can play tackle now as he did in 2020 or play on the inside for a decade. He is one of the safest prospects in the draft. Pick number 15, the Detroit Lions select Micah Parsons, linebacker, Pennsylvania State. The Lions only have six picks in this draft, so they trade down with New England to help overhaul the worst roster in the league. As for the pick, Parsons may be the best defensive player in the draft, but there are serious concerns about his personality. He was not only involved in, but the ringleader of a hazing scandal at Penn State. Some of stuff is very strange. Some people interpret it like I do, some say it's just alpha behavior, and I don't know about you, but new football czar Chris Spielman and head coach Dan the Necapitator Campbell strike me as guys who will not only see that as regular alpha mentality, but want it to lead their defense. Parsons is a freak athlete with off-ball and edge skills. He will be a needed upgrade for the Lions linebacker core. At pick 16, we have a trade up by the Chicago Bears, and with the pick, the Bears select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. I don't think the Bears intended to trade up for a quarterback. According to reports, they did sniff around the last few picks of the top 10 to gauge the price, but that sort of move was too expensive. Luckily for GM Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy, not only did Lance fall in a reasonable range for them to go up, but they can justify keeping their jobs one more year by taking Lance and playing him Behind Dalton for the season, I mean until the Bears are below 500 by week 9. This is really the ideal scenario for Chicago. Lance isn't ready right now just due to limited reps against subpar competition, but he's a smart player who is turnover reverse and has all the traits you're looking for in today's quarterback. The Bears send pick 20 and a 2021 third round pick to the Cardinals to land Lance. With pick number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders select Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker safety out of Notre Dame. The Raiders have to improve defensively this year. They added Yannick Ngakwe to help the pass rush along with Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, but they need more speed at the second level and in the secondary. Well, how about a guy who helps with both areas? Wu, as he is called, is a versatile defender with speed to cover in the slot and sub packages, but also the physicality to play in the box. The Raiders could look for offensive line here as well, but the linebacker group really falls off after the top four prospects. At pick 18, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. Phillips is a strange evaluation. He is obviously the most talented edge rusher in the class. He's long and lean and flexible, shows some of the best handwork that we've seen since the Bosa brothers, but there are major red flags. Phillips started his career at UCLA where he reportedly had three concussions and was Advised to retire by the medical staff there. He responded by transferring to Miami, where he played great in 2020. He is a risk. But guys this talented don't drop too far, and Miami needs edge help across from Emmanuel Ogba. Pick number 19, the Washington football team selects Christian Derasol, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. They will jump for joy in D.C. if this happens. The football team has Morgan Moses slated to start on the right side, but Cornelius Lucas or Sadiq Charles starting on the left? Anybody got any of those Snoop Dogg gifts laying around? Darasol is a plug-and-play tackle on the left side. He proved himself against some of the best edge rushers in the nation playing in the ACC last year. He stays close to his college and gets to hone his craft against Chase Young in practice every day. Washington finally replaces Trent Williams. With pick 20, the Arizona Cardinals select Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern. The Cardinals only had six picks to play with in this draft, and their needs don't match up with what the board had for them at 16. Arizona needs interior offensive line, and certainly would have liked to see Vera Tucker fall. They also didn't need a rangy athletic linebacker after drafting Isaiah Simmons last year, so they drop a few picks to get better value on their biggest position of need and to add picks to the arsenal. Arizona cut longtime starter Patrick Peterson and replaced him with 31-year-old Malcolm Butler. Opposite of him is 32-year-old Robert Alford, who hasn't played in nearly three years due to injury in a 2020 opt-out. Pair the coverage versatile Newsom with Byron Murphy in the slot, Buda Baker at safety, and the Cardinals feel much better about the future of their secondary. At pick number 21, we have another trade. The New Orleans Saints' come up to pick number 21 and select Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. The Cardinals not only got a position they needed, but they did it while staying out of striking range of a Saints trade-up. The Saints have been a team that leaks their true intentions in recent years. All the smoke points to a trade-up into the early 20s from pick 28 to nab the free-falling Farley. Farley at one point was the clear cornerback one in this class, but a history of back issues and a back surgery in February have dropped his stock. The Saints can take risks like this based on the strength of their roster. Notably, the Saints also get in front of Tennessee, who reportedly has interest in Farley. Also, Indianapolis only has six picks in this draft, and I bet GM Chris Ballard hasn't slept in months because of it. The Saints send the Colts pick 105 to move up seven spots. Pick number 22, we have another trade. The Baltimore Ravens come up and select Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. Collins is an anomaly. He's 6 foot 5 260 pounds and runs like the wind. He has incredible range as an off-ball backer, but also shows edge-rushing chops. He is a great blitzer as well. I cannot think of a more perfectly suited player to put into Baltimore's confusing, blitz-heavy scheme. The Ravens have Tyus Bowser and the veteran Pernell McPhee set on the edge. That isn't enough, and McPhee isn't an answer anyways. They could upgrade from Malik Harrison on the inside as well. Collins gives you the ability to help in both areas. Baltimore needs a receiver, but they know where their bread is buttered. Baltimore sends the Titans pick 27 and pick 94 in exchange for pick 22 and pick 216. With the pick 23, the New York Jets select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. The Jets will have interest in Travis Etienne and Edra or a tackle here. The choice depends on how the board breaks. In this scenario, the Jets land the second leg of their bookend tackles. Jenkins is a nasty brawler of a right tackle with immense power coming from his strong hands. Zach Wilson had incredible protection in college and consistently threw from a clean pocket. It would be wise for New York to prioritize maintaining those conditions so their slightly built QB can not only succeed, but stay on the field. Pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris, running back Alabama. This pick has been telegraphed as much as the Jags taking Lawrence. The Steelers have a group of backs that is less appetizing than a sampler at Applebee's. I would tell you to go look, but I don't want you to feel ill. Pitt needs way more than just running back, but when the position is this big of a sore thumb, you need immediate help. Harris is a powerful runner who can also catch out of the backfield. He isn't the shiftiest back, but in my opinion, an old-school bruiser with new-age versatility is exactly what they need in the Steel City. Ben cannot carry this team with his arm anymore, either. The Steelers have to get back to running the ball with success. This is a perfect fit. Pick number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevon Morig, safety out of Texas Christian University. It is a new era in Jacksonville. They got their QB of the future with their first pick, but now some attention is paid to the defense. Honestly, I like the Jags roster. A solid offensive line, a nice stable of receivers, young talent on the edges of the defense. They need help in the secondary, especially at safety. Currently, they have Rayshawn Jenkins and Andrew Wingard set to start. That's gross. Wingard is an absolute liability at all times. New defensive coordinator Joe Cullen came from Baltimore where they use safeties as versatile weapons. They play spit split field down in the box deep enter mo rig the best safety in the class an explosive athlete with great ball skills he can cover slots and make plays against the run he is not the most adept at playing single high but he will be a day one starter and a massive upgrade right away with pick 26 the cleveland Browns select jason Owe, edge rusher out of penn state Owe is a strange prospect he has elite athletic traits Truly top tier, but he had zero sacks last season and is incredibly raw from a technique standpoint. He needs time and coaching to turn his raw athletic tools into on-field disruption, but that works fine for the Browns. Andrew Barry leads an analytics-driven program, and OA is a nerd's wet dream. They have Miles Garrett, of course, but one-year deals with Tack McKinley and Jadavian Clowney give the Browns the immediate help they need and allows them to bring Owe along slowly. Pairing Owe and Garrett together for the future is exactly the type of pick the Browns need to make with a somewhat complete roster. Pick number 27, the Tennessee Titans select Elijah Moore, wide receiver Ole Miss. The Titans need wide receiver and cornerback help more than anything else. The top four corners and the top three receivers all went before them at pick 22. I think the Titans should consider a trade up for either J.C. Horn or Devontae Smith. They are in a Super Bowl window now and need to make a push to get the most talent they can, but alas, I do not think that will happen. It is more likely the Titans take a trade back. As for this pick, Rashad Bateman, who I'm higher on, was still on the board, and I would have gone there. But folks who always seem to have a read on the Titans are making it clear Moore is their guy. A.J. Brown loves it, so I love it too. Pick number 28, the Indianapolis Colts select Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle out of Texas. Colts GM Chris Ballard is one of the best in the business, consistently trading back and hitting on value picks in the draft. He does it again here. The Colts have a massive hole at left tackle after the retirement of Anthony Costanzo. At one point during the offseason, there were rumors the Colts would move all-world left guard Quentin Nelson to left tackle, but I think that makes you worse at two spots rather than just one. As for Cosme, some may have Alex Leatherwood ranked ahead of him but the Colts value measurables and athletic testing more than most teams. Cosme is a lean, long athlete who played a ton at Texas. He would fit what the Colts want exactly. Pick number 29, the Green Bay Packers select Rashad Bateman, wide receiver Minnesota. Typing this pick made me sad because I want Bateman on the Titans, but I have been hearing heavily that a lot of teams consider Elijah Moore wide receiver four, and also that the Pack love Bateman. The Packers have neglected the wide receiver position in the first round for over a decade. Also, Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst has traded up often in his short time at the helm. I'm getting wild here, but I have the Packers bucking both those trends and getting a guy they have been doing extensive work on. You know what else this accomplishes that should be high on their to-do list? What is make Aaron Rodgers happy for 400, Alex? R.I.P. Trebek. Pick number 30, the Buffalo Bills select Travis Etienne, running back Clemson. The Bills GM Brandon Bean telegraphed this pick earlier in the offseason when he said the team needed to add a home run hitter in the backfield and someone with dynamic speed. Etienne, who is a threat to catch the ball out of the backfield, can also have success in between the tackles. Etienne is a clear talent upgrade on Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. I could absolutely see an edge rusher like Joe Tryon here as well. With the 31st pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama. Ultimately, I think the Ravens trade out of this spot for someone to come up and get Leatherwood or another tackle, perhaps the Chargers, but with the trade of Orlando Brown and the injury to Ronnie Stanley, the Ravens could sit and address the tackle position. Leatherwood has been dominant for years at Bama using strong hands and a balanced lower body to handle all challengers. He can play left tackle until Stanley is healthy and kick over to the right tackle spot once the time comes. Pick number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Christian Barmore, interior defensive lineman Alabama. Barmore has been dropping like a rock recently due to a poor pro day and concerns about work ethic. He doesn't always play particularly hard and that could have been the reason for the limited snaps at Alabama. The reality is the interior defensive line group is horrendous in this year's draft and Barmore has Pro Bowl upside due to his length and flexibility as an inside rusher. Some say he doesn't take tough coaching well. Well, what the hell is he gonna say to Tom Brady and Sue and Bruce Arians, fresh off a Super Bowl? Arians has a history of getting through to bar more types. The Bucks won the Super Bowl with pass rush. This expands that in a new way. And speaking of Sue. Barmore can be his long-term successor. Well, that's going to do it, guys. That is my 2021 first-round mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know on Twitter, at Titans if you agree or disagree with any of my selections and predictions. Also, make sure that you check out the full-length Facebook page, mock draft, as well, if you want to reread this, at Locked On Titans Pod, or just search Locked On Titans. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast. Check out all of the live draft content we are going to have as a network on the YouTube page at Locked On uh, Locked On NFL. As for me, that's going to do it. I will be back with you guys on Friday to break down everything that took place in this crazy wild night. Enjoy Draft Day, Titans fans!